we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Meek, not weak. I remember I was, me and my dad was having an, uh, a disagreement and an argument or something, and I got mad at him. And this is how bad I was, y'all. I was bad. So I got mad at him and went and tried to, well, I went in his car out in the front yard and pulled his spark plugs cable out of his car so he couldn't leave. So I didn't want him to go out of town. So I just, I, I just pulling him, just wilding. And my uh, pastor drove up and saw me. It was, it was so crazy, too. And uh, he drove up, and he saw me out there just wilding. And he got out the car. He said, Craig Lewis. And I heard his voice. He's like, stop. What you doing? And I was just mad and fuming or whatever. And whatever. he said, man, get over here. So I went over to his car. He said, look, you be at my church. You, you be at the church at. Uh, whatever time on Monday morning, he said, we're going to deal with this. I'll never forget it, too. And so that Monday, I went to his office, and he, he came to me, and he said, look, brother, he said, let me tell you something. He said, you out of control. He said, you're going to end up hurting somebody in jail or something. He said, so I'm going to teach you how to calm down and handle things the way men handle things. And I said, what you mean? I said, because I don't want nobody to running over me. And I don't, I, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, you know, you know how you think you're right, but you're not. I'm just confrontational. I just, I just deal with stuff. I don't let nobody push me around. He said, he said, be meek, but never weak. I didn't know the difference between the two. I'm thinking I'm not being weak by wild and, and showing that I'm not, I'm going, I'm not going to take certain things. That's not it at all. He said, be meek, but never weak. And he began to teach me how to be calm. And, you know, he, uh, even to this day, I don't know if I've ever seen him fighting mad or frazzled or just going. I, I don't, he don't even have that posture. He's always just kind of chilling. Even when he's upset, he's assertive, but he's chilling. And he told me, he said, you got to learn how to do that if you want God to do anything. Which he said, man, God don't use men that fly off the handle because he can't trust you. And so this experience changed my life because I sought the word and I listened to him and he began to help me a lot with, you know, those things. But I began to look in the word and that's how I am, even if you're going to teach me. I want to look in the word as well and find it. And I begin to find examples of different ones in the Bible that had that meek demeanor, but they were still assert, uh, assertive. And of course, the greatest example in the Bible is Jesus Christ. The Bible said he was meek and lowly, but he loved confrontation. Like he wouldn't even let him sit around and think stuff. If he perceived that you were thinking something, he would open his mouth. That's, that's the Jesus I serve. I don't know about that. I don't, Jesus wasn't no punk. So he wasn't even going to stand around and let you ponder something. He's going to interrupt you. Oh, I perceive you're thinking this. Well, what about this? And just make you more and more mad at him. And so I learned this at an early age. And I thank God, you know, I'm, I'm a different person now. I remember when I was first married, my wife saw me just 
you know, go crazy one time, and I regret her ever seeing that, but I was so mad. Uh, it was when I had bought a car, and a guy had ripped me off, and I was going to shoot him. <laughs> Y'all are laughing. <laughs> I was. My wife had to go down the line, like, Vicky, you're not going to be able to see your daughter. You know that? That's how, no, I was going to shoot him. That was before I was doing the ex-ministries. I mean, she's like, you can't do this. She had to block me. You can't do this. It's like, but he took, this dude took the last money I had for this car and didn't honor the warranty. He had, you know, rigged the car to where it just broke immediately after I got it. And after that, when she was there explaining or whatever, 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 man, and, and that's how I am. I'm, you know, and my wife talks to me. We, well, we talk about it all the time, how hard I am on myself. After she saw me acting like that, I got before the Lord, and I felt I couldn't even look up when I was praying. I felt so stupid for my wife to see me wilding out like that, out of control. And, you know, I, I, and I knew then, you know what, I, I just, I'm not going to be like this, because this is just whack. My wife is being sensible, and I'm being emotional. That's backwards. Can I tell the truth in here? Amen. And this was when we first got, this was early on, a little after we had been married or whatever, but I just didn't want her to see that. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to ever let her see me wild out and act a fool like this where she has to pr- protect the family from something I'm about to do. Take this lesson to heart, brothers. I hope you do because this will change, change your life. Amen. And I thank God. I tell you now, I'm delivered from that. I don't act like that. I've had a, a several tests to, to where God has tested me on it. I've had people cuss me out and people that was with me in ministries talk about me, cuss me out, go off on me, try to get a rise from me. And I've sat there just as calm saying, hey, brother, you know, man, I love you. I'm just I've, I just tried to help you all of this time. That's all I wanted to do. They going off cussing, threatening me, threatening my family, all this. And I will just sit there. My wife tell you, and I just be like, hey. Brother, I just, I, I just tried to help you. That's all I did. But I know if that had been the old me, and that's all that people, people do that to try to get a rise out of you. I sat there and I just, you know, I just handled it in meekness. So I'm not weak. I'm meek. And it's a big difference. Amen? I, I won't make you look bad. I'll hold it because I'm meek. Weakness tries to out people and make them look bad and tell their business and try to get people to dislike them because of something they did, even though we've all done stuff. I don't even understand that. But meekness holds it and says, you know what? Nope, nope. For the betterment of everybody, I'm just, I, I don't even have to do this. Sometimes it makes folks matter because you have character and they don't. They get more angry then. But I thank God that now I can handle things in the spirit of meekness and not weakness. Amen? So, brothers, please pay attention. This is going to bless you. Women, this is going to bless you too, but more so the men in here. This is, this is for you. Amen. Don't make a permanent decision for your temporary emotions. Ooh, did that just preach? A permanent decision. I told y'all the story about me and the band at me getting mad and quitting the band. Remember I told y'all that story? That was a permanent decision for a temporary emotion. My mama's shaking her head to this day. That was in 1985. And she's shaking her head because I made a dumb 
decision. And uh, I didn't have to make it. It was all emotional. Right? So we don't want to make a permanent decision for a temporary emotion. All emotions are temporary. Amen, women? You didn't like him yesterday. Now you love him. When you met him, you couldn't stand him. Now you got eight kids by him. Yeah. That means emotions are temporary. Yeah. You didn't like him. Oh, you start looking for stuff wrong with him. Oh, he's so, oh, he, oh, now you. It's temporary emotion. When he bring the Mac, he going to win. Yeah. So emotions are temporary, right? Making logical decisions versus emotional decisions is meekness. That's what meekness is. A person that can make a logical decision instead of an emotional one, that person is meek. A meek person is able to assess situations what? Able to assess a situation what? Before reacting to them. Psalms 25 and 9 says like this, the meek... Will he guide in judgment? And the meek, will he do what? Why is it the meek? Listen, you can't guide an angry person. You can't guide a wild person. They're guided already. They're guided by their feelings and their emotions. The way they feel is dictating how they're going to make decisions. So they can't be guided. Yeah. People tell me, you know, I just need you to pray, man. I got some anger management issues. No, you don't. You got a demon. A demon of pride. The opposite of meekness. Because if you were meek, you'd be able to assess a situation before reacting. You'd be able to listen before verbally responding. Amen. You don't have to clap. Amen. I'll admit, when I, had that, when I had that shotgun, it was nothing but the devil in me. See how the devil does? Yeah, get him. Shoot him. I heard him. But, you know, I was guided by myself. God couldn't even guide me. God couldn't even give me the vision for the ministry in that state. I was already guided by my emotions. And all my emotions was based on what people thought. We've already had that lesson. That's all pride is. You worried about what people think. So you get mad because you want people to see you blow up and act like you strong. But that's weakness. If people, if people, if people could, the Bible said Ahab was the wackest man ever. The wackest man. About, why was he whack? Because his wife controlled his emotions. The Bible says she stirred him up. He's a king, but Whenever it's time to make a decision, she got to stirring him up. And he couldn't, he couldn't fate, he couldn't confront her, he couldn't stop her. So to God, that made him whack. So God couldn't speak to him. God couldn't use him. Because anything I tell him, his wife just gonna come tell him something different. Man, I'm preaching in this place. Somebody worried about the Cowboys game, but you better hear this message. Amen. Jesus exemplified this characteristic on numerous occasions in the word. When he was questioned by the opposition, he 
kept his answers what? God-centered and not what? Emotional. You know how I know he kept his answers not emotional? Because everybody that confronted him, none of them caught on fire and burned up right then. Could you imagine? If Jesus was emotional, the world would have been gone. If Jesus can walk up and curse a fig tree and no fruit, no figs ever grow back on it, what can he do to your body? But he couldn't be emotional. He, he just couldn't be. Luke 4 and 8. And Jesus answered and said unto them, un, unto him, speaking to the devil, I mean speaking to, uh, uh, yeah, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Now, this proves it again that he was not emotional. He said, get behind me, Satan, for it is what? Written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall. Thou. He answered him with the word. Instead of his emotion. He was never weak or afraid of confrontation. We know that. When things needed to be dealt with, what did Jesus do? He addressed it immediately. That's a sign of meekness. A man that don't deal with stuff, that's a sign of weakness. You sitting around and bills do and your wife got a prod you. Hey, what you going to do about the bill? You going to pay? I mean, you know. I just, I just. Weakness. You should be able to shield her from that stuff by handling it. Amen. And if you're a little short, man, talk to your homeboys. Hey, bro, you know, I'm a little short right now. Don't go to her. <laughs> I'm preaching to some men in here, right? My wife don't know when we didn't have money for me to eat so i would feed them and then i'd go somewhere else and not eat she didn't know i didn't want her to know because she'd be trying to give me her food that's how she is no you take this but i, I didn't want to be weak that's weak to me oh i can't get amen to that i know how y'all living high on the hog and y'all got stuff i'm talking about i didn't have nothing back then so i i had to do what i had to do but i wanted to protect my family I didn't need them to see me. Here you eat it. <laughs> I won't eat nothing. I'll be strong. <laughs> what? <laughs> she didn't know till years later I was even doing that. Amen. But I'm I'm not I'm 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 trying to be I want to be weak, man. That's weak. When things need to be dealt with, Jesus addressed it what? Immediately, he didn't walk around with things in his heart for years. Years in his heart. That's why I don't talk to folks. If they leave in ABC, if you leave it, bye. Don't, I don't, ain't no meeting. We ain't meeting with you so you can leave. Now, like Anthony's doing, that's different. Because he's still, you know, a part of the fellowship. He's like, hey, man, I, I got to go do this, take care of something, you know, but I'm still going to be listening. Up to so we good. And, you know, he's been a, he's been a great member. But if you wilding and mad or something and you've been holding stuff for years and they're going to come up to me and tell me old stuff. I mean, got it written down. See, back in September of 2017, you said such and such. I've had them do that. Like, boy, if you don't get out of here. <laughs> Man, you know how weak that is? 
for you to be around another man and can't talk and express yourself and tell him how you feeling? That's almost homosexual. That's some gay stuff. You better be able to talk. Matthew 16 and 3. And in the morning, Jesus is making fun of them because they asked him a question. And, uh, 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 and, and the, the scribes and Pharisees asked him this question. So he, Jesus, is just starting, starting trouble. He says, and in the morning, it will be foul weather to the day, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites. He's talking to them. Hypocrite. Oh, you fakers. You can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. You know, they ran after Jesus after that. And the Bible said Jesus was just doing that kind of stuff and then disappearing. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> it ain't time. You can't get him till it's time. But he would say that stuff and just make them mad. Yeah, because they asked him to give him a sign. Give us a sign, Jesus. He said, y'all some hypocrites. Look up at the sky. You know when it's going to rain? That's what he said. You know when it's going to rain when you look up at the sky, right? Well, you're looking at the Savior now, so you know judgment has come. You can't even see that judgment has come. Hypocrites. That's how bold he was. He was not weak. He was meek. Power under control. Amen. Ooh, I know I'm preaching. Making decisions based on emotions or feelings is what? Weak. 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 You get mad at somebody, you make a decision uh, that, uh, Lord, it's just weak. It's weak. And I always ask men, when they wilding out, the heart start beating fast and they ready to do the thing. I already know. That. Okay, they ready to tell me all that's been going wrong all these years, how they've been feeling and all of that stuff and so whatever, whatever. So when they doing all that stuff and they and, and, and they wilding out and trying to trying to get it all out and all these different things and making these decisions, I always at the end of that conversation, I always stop myself. Okay, now let, let, let me get something straight because there is no going back. That when, when, when we leave this meeting, there's no going back. So is this what you really want? Don't, and I always say, don't make an emotional decision. The way I would guard myself from making emotional decisions, I take some time. I, mean, I don't even want to answer that right now. Let me go calm down and let's have this conversation. Ain't, ain't that what grown men are supposed to do? And I thank God my father was in my life to the point to where he taught me how to break from people. See, that's what's missing in our society now. Men don't know how to break from, from people. Bad influences. They don't know how to do it because women don't do it well. Can I get an amen from the women? So no matter how rough and tough and tumblesome and fighting and all that, chicken head, all that, no matter, you're still a woman. Right? So it's hard for you to separate yourself from people am i telling the truth you women are the only people that do this phone ring oh oh calling me for what's he hey girl and have a whole conversation these 
smiling and happy during the conversation. Girl, yeah. Girl, yeah. Oh, girl, I saw that. I said, hang up. Ooh. She get on my nerve. But that's perfect example. It's, it's, it's your emotions that don't allow you to put your, you know, we've talked, at the, talked about that before. But a father in his son's life will teach his son, no, you cut them off. You don't go around them no more or you're going to have to deal with me, so make a choice. You're going to be with them or you're going to deal with me. Right? That's what a father does. And I was so afraid of my father until when he selected a group of people for me to leave alone, I would just have to leave them alone. Amen. But women, you know, it's just, it's just different. So that's why I teach that. It's so important for men to have that in their lives because at some point, you're going to have to separate from someone. Uh-oh. See. No, no, folks. Yes. I mean, but we Christians, we say, if you want to stay a Christian, you need to not talk to them again. And you got to learn how to do that. Am I right, men? You got to teach your kids how to do that. Making decisions based on emotions or feelings is weak. Men that do this live beneath God's standards and fail at what? Leading others. So Proverbs tells us if a man is soon angry or easily angry, he's going to what? He's going to deal foolishly. And a man of wicked device is hated. People ain't going to even like you. When you're an emotional man, you make people tired. You get in a conversation with him and an exchange and after it's over, you're just like, dude, I'm he just drained me. Going back and forth for his own pleasure. Him trying to just, I mean, it just, it's tiring. God's call to men requires us to do what? Use his logic or his logos. It's where we get the word logic. God's logos, God's logic to handle situations and not our what? Handle situations, his logic, and not our feelings. The devil uses feeling and emotion to go against God's plan. Why did the devil go to the woman instead of the man? Emotions. So if he's going to go against God's plan, he didn't go to the man. The man was going to be too logical. He had to catch the woman slipping. First Peter 5 and 8. Be so endless. I'm not putting, y'all don't think I'm putting women down, do you? Girl, you know how you are. I don't even understand that. Oh, he's a chauvinist, a G-Craig. That's all he do. I'm just calling you what you are. Ain't that how you act? Okay. I, I mean, so I'm not talking about anything that's far in here. And I'm not putting women down. Y'all balance each, other's out, each, each other out. Eddie need you. So that's what I'm saying. You just balance things out. But it's not a slight on women because you're emotional. That's the way God made you. I hope you stay that way. Why would you want to be a woman that's not emotional? What you going to do next? Get a, a, a fade and the little Hitler mustache? What you going to do? Man, you're supposed to be sugar and spice and everything. Nice. That sounds like emotional stuff to me. What are men, sticks and stones? and What, what are we? Oh, I don't like that. I ain't no puppy dog tail. <laughs> I don't like that. We're going to change that. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, as a royal lion, walked about doing what? 
You know, he's seeking to see whom he devoured. He's seeking to find a man caught up in his emotions. He's walking around. If he can find somebody caught up in feelings, he got you. The devil knows you will speak logically into a situation. He ain't going to bother you. He's going to look for the person that's caught up in, the, in anger. About the wild elf. Oh, he about to blow y'all. <laughs> then the devil started telling him stuff. Tell her this. Tell her that. Brothers wilding out on their own wives. You all ugly. You, you dumb. You all the, their own wives? I mean, how do you even do that? let me leave for I say something to you what I don't talk to her like that ever that's my wife well, I ain't never went off on why would I go off on stuff and, cause see that's the punk in somebody you done, you done held stuff back and now you saying stuff you know hurts her you need your tail kicked I done got mad again about that I was mad the last time I brought that up cause that me mad you're a bully you're already a man she's a weaker vessel the bible said treat her like the weaker vessel but she be running her mouth well that's because you weak my wife don't she don't call me out of my name and get all in my face and do that she don't do that because i'm not weak i'm meek i'm not weak she respects that, so she ain't wilding out on me like that. Now, she's going to tell me how she feel. Y'all know her well enough to know that. But she ain't going to do it disrespectfully and wild out, so I don't have that testimony. Oh, she got in my face. So I'll push the... What? What's going on at your house? That's your weak leadership. I don't care if don't nobody clap. A meek man entreats his family with what? With love, but keeps his home in order by doing what? <laughs> so this a meek man entreats his family with love. So he ain't walking around bullying everybody, telling everybody, trying to show that he's the leader on the head. He got to do what I say and push, pushing people around, knocking folks into stuff and all that. Man don't walk around his house doing that. But when it comes to making the decisions of his home, Ain't going in the direction or the plan that God has given him. He stands up for that. Amen. Amen. Certain things just not allowed in my house. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very meek around my house. I don't bully. I don't do all that stuff. But certain lines, I got drawn. They don't get erased. And whoever comes over got to adhere to it. I don't care who you are, bro. That's, that's the rule of the house. I'll do it very nicely, but bro, you're going to do Amen. But a meek man entreats his family. I know y'all. Are y'all enjoying this? Proverbs 37. I mean, I mean, Psalms 37 and 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the what? So when you meek, you keep peace around you. Peace is always around a meek person. You know why? Because meek people handle things and settle things. We ain't going to be walking around here with something on our chest. Walking around here with something on our mind uncomfortable. A meek person is going to speak up and say, hey, brother, you making me uncomfortable. I need you to do something different. When it comes to call to God's calling to ministers, meekness is a must. 
Those that preside over God's people must be confident, yet what? Humble. So you got to be confident, but then you got to know how to take it down and be humble and not assert yourself as, you don't have to assert yourself as an authority if you're the authority. You don't have to do it. First Peter 5 and 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you when? In due time. Don't you know some of y'all, you're not going to be exalted because ain't never time ain't never due for you. Why is everybody looking to be exalted in front of somebody? And oh, God is going to take me and make me this or that. Man, won't you just live? Won't you just humble yourself and let God do the rest? Hey, Pastor, you know, I, I, I've been coming for about four weeks now. And I just want to know what the minister's rotation is like, you know, because I've been coming for four weeks. Bruh, bruh. You know how many folk got to die at this church before you preach? <laughs> bro, it's a bunch of folks in front of you. Bro, don't, don't come asking me that. I know who you are. I know you, and, and I see you online trying to preach. Why don't you just do that? It ain't working too well for you, is it? Them two likes a week. Yeah, that ain't working well, and one of them's your wife. <laughs> Spreading the word everywhere and making little memes. Bro, your memes are whack. <laughs> Why do they do that? Humble yourself, bro. Sit and get the word. You don't think God knows where you are? That's the thing that gets me. Why do you have to make your own way if God called you? If God called you, people will call you. Well, ain't nobody calling, so I'm going to hire this firm that gets you out there. They get you out there, and they get you... God, does God have a firm to get you out there? You done bought Instagram followers. I bought the $10 package that gives me, that starts me out with 500 followers. I mean, who are they? They're not real people, but they're followers. They raise your account. This is real. I'm telling y'all the truth. I know preachers that have bought followers to make it look like they have folks. I'm blocking a hundred a week, <laughs> banning a hundred a week. That's my average. And they buying them. I need to start selling them. <laughs> but I got this ban list. <laughs> I say you this bad list. Temperance is the key ingredient in meekness. You must have self-control in order to be meek. Proverbs 16 and 33. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit can control himself than he that taketh the city. So muscles don't mean nothing. If you slow to anger, you better than the one with muscles. That means you can talk your way out of it. It don't have to always stop. And if you rule over your spirit, you better than the strong man that destroys a city. A man that cannot control his own behavior cannot be meek. He will always abuse power or authority if he cannot humble himself or control his what? Emotions. Proverbs 25 and 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without <laughs> walls. An unguarded city. That's a man without self-control. It basically means... You're going to lose everything. 
People can come and take everything. You have no walls. Summary. When men cannot control their emotions, they are usually failures in their own minds. Y'all, I'm about to teach y'all something. And God showed me this. And this is deep. Oh, so please listen, men. This ain't heroes, but it's heroes like. Pay attention to this. When men cannot control their emotions, they are usually failures in their own mind. Because I'm the type of person I ask God, why, why was I like that? And it was because I felt like a failure. That's why I would wild out and go off and try to prove how tough and strong I am physically. Because I felt like a failure in my own mind. Someone's negative opinion of them has taken root in their heart and bitterness towards others that seem above them sets in. This, root, this bitterness came in my heart because of being molested. And I felt like, you know, I felt dirty or I felt unwanted or I felt thrown away. So bitterness grew in my heart and sat in. I had a negative opinion of my own self. And that's why I was so hard on my father because I wanted him to approve of me to the point to where that would go away. Feelings of degradation or traumatizing experiences cause them to see themselves in low estate. In order to feel above these low feelings and thoughts, they will usually lash out at others, say and do things they regret, or the worst one, hold in things that they should express. A man in this state cannot lead his home or God's people effectively because anytime the enemy wants to stop him, he just makes him feel that someone is making him low. And that's all the devil have to do, make him feel someone is making him feel low. You hear condescending stuff that's not even condescending. It's just somebody with more than what you have is telling you something and you start feeling some kind of way about it. This mentality is an epidemic in our community primarily because slavery was a system that brought men low in order to control them. This spirit plagues black men more than any other race, which explains the influx of black supremacy doctrines. Missing fathers, overbearing mothers, trauma, you name it, all cause men to lash out against the world that makes them feel low. Oh, this is good. But Jesus took lowliness and used it to position himself to reach people. Jesus took lowliness and used it to be with the people. If he's with the people, he can hear the people and he can fix the people's needs. So he used it to position himself with the people instead of above the people. It's okay to place yourself in a lowly posture, but understand the power that you possess. This is God's plan. This is why I do it every Sunday. I'm in the crowd with y'all. I'm standing out in front with y'all. I love being with y'all. I'm not going to separate myself because I'm the pastor. Because I don't want to start feeling something that y'all aren't feeling. This is God's plan. God does not want us hurting people because we rule over them. He does not want us using our position to mislead or abuse others, but rather he desires for us to be what? Meek and lowly. Weakness causes a man to do things because of how he feels. But meekness causes men to do things because of how God feels. 
As believers, we should always be meek, but never what? Weak. This story right here, and then we're done. This is a great story. The Bible says Miriam, Moses' sister, the little girl from the Prince of Egypt, that's how y'all, some of y'all know her, the one that was singing. Miriam and Aaron, the Bible says, spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. It was, it was forbidden for them to do that. She wasn't of that kind. But what Miriam and Aaron was doing was trying to find something. <laughs> they had stuff in their heart that they was carrying against Moses. So they needed to find something against Moses that they can make known to prove that Moses wasn't qualified to be who he was so they could feel better about who they were. And so they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only to Moses? Meaning, God ain't just talking to Moses. Has he not spoken also by us? I mean, can he just speak through us? Don't you realize if you wasn't with Moses, nobody would know your name? I just preached. Nobody would know your name. Don't you get full of yourself. You forgetting the one that got. You. If you wasn't kin to Moses. Nobody would know your name. You wouldn't be able to talk to God like you talking. If it wasn't for Moses. So now you going to side swipe Moses. And think you qualified to speak for God. Just because you with Moses? Hadn't he spoken by us? The Bible said the Lord heard it. Uh-oh. We're coming to whirlwind. God back then was a whirlwind. They referred to him as terrible in the Old Testament. Something to get tore up. But in parentheses, it says, now, the man Moses was very what? What was he? He was meek above all the men which were up on the so now you don't went against the meek one which is not going to say anything Moses just going to chill oh y'all want to speak okay y'all going to speak I'll chill because I'm meek but he's meek above all other men this is why he's called and they're not and the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam all three of y'all come into the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Bible said, and the three came out. In the Bible, here we go. The Lord came down in a pillar of the cloud, stood in the door of the tabernacle. And then, okay, Moses, I just want to have you here as a reference, but now I don't need you anymore. He called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Now, you can imagine how hard their hearts was beating. Y'all done talk noise, thinking y'all something, and nobody would know y'all if God hadn't allowed you to be with Moses. And God says it. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, see, this is a slight to them. Because neither one of y'all are that. He just skipped right over them. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. If there was one among you, basically, y'all not one. He said, but my servant Moses, it's not so. 
who is faithful in all mine house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth. Even apparently and not in the dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant? Why weren't you scared to say something against my servant? You're not equal to him. When the Bible said the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he departed. Oh, but he left a little something. Miriam's hand. Leprosy. Seven days. You can't touch nothing. Because the anger of the Lord wasn't playing with him. But this shows you right here. Because he was meek. And they were promoting themselves. Thinking they were something. God showed you right there who he calls. He said the meek shall inherit the earth. Amen. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. That's why I try to be meek because I want God to use me. So I don't want to ever get full of myself thinking I'm something. And you shouldn't either. Amen. But don't be weak. Be meek. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Father God, for your word and you speaking and how, Father God, you are trying to help us with our attitudes and our posturing, our positioning and how we see ourselves, how others view us. Lord, to make sure we're not lifting ourselves up in pride and, Father God, lifting ourselves up to think we're something that we're not. We don't want to deceive ourselves. I pray, Lord God, that you will help Every man under the sound of my voice understand the difference between meek and weak. Help us to not be weak in our homes and in asserting your plan in our homes and standing up to our children and our family and just letting what you, who you are to us be known. We don't want to be weak in that. But Lord, help us to be meek when it comes to the things of you and how you handle things so that we don't ever get above ourselves thinking that we are something that we are not. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.